When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the all-new Literati Podcast, a refreshingly intellectual show about books and the idiots who write them. Real quick shout-out to our haters. We're not dead. Uh Uh-uh. Despite your speculations, hopes, and wishes, we're alive and better than ever. That's right. For the tens of you who are already aware of Literati, welcome back. For the millions of new listeners, we'll catch you up real quick. Like any good podcast, Colin and I recorded and released 18 episodes of Literati with Forever Dog in 2016. And just as we were starting to hit our stride and cultivate some followers, we did what any smart podcaster does. We went on semi-permanent hiatus. That's right. It was actually a shrewd business move. That's true. Ever heard of supply and demand? Well, we took away the supply. And for two years, nobody demanded more. So now we're back and ready to supply the nation with something it doesn't even know it misses. An incredibly niche comedy-adjacent podcast about the things Americans hate most. Reading. Hosted by two moderately fine-looking white men who only pick up books when forced to. In the downtime over the past few years, we didn't rest, relax, sleep, or eat. Mostly because of bad credit, but also because we were working tirelessly to prep for our comeback. We've trained harder than we've ever trained before in our lives. We memorized every letter in the English language. We read a word a day, then two words a day, and then finally, up to three words in a day and a half. We went to every single bookstore in New York City and asked to use their bathrooms, but we were turned away when we refused to purchase anything. And now, well, now we're right back where we started. A little bit older, a little bit more tired, and with a lot more competition. Now, you might be asking yourself, hey, what changed? What's different? (laughs) Well, if you'd shut the fuck up for just one goddamn second, I'd tell you. I mean, did you honestly think I wasn't going to tell you? We're building to it. Jesus. Come on. Now, from now on, Literati has bigger, better, and wetter guests. The wetter the better, we always say. Last time, a lot of our guests were authors you'd never heard of, with such crazy names and stories that it almost seemed like they were making it up. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) But now we're going after the most famous writers around. Well, you know, as famous as a writer can be. So not like, you know, a celebrity, but no. maybe like those kids in high school who sort of everybody knew. Not not the popular kids, but the ones who got superlatives in the yearbook like Friendliest or most likely to be published in Harper's Bazaar. Yeah. But before we introduce you to one of those authors, we thought it might be a good idea to do a quick refresher course on who the heck we are and what's this dang thing about anyway? 
Well, for starters, this is Literati, the only podcast that has ever received a restraining order from Philip Roth. To that we say, if you don't want us to bother you at your home, don't be so easy to stock. And we are your de facto literary guides, the reliable narrators narrating your journey across the chapters of life. My name is Michael Wolf, and I've written over 17 tweets in the last year alone. Slow and steady. And I'm Colin O'Brien, and I once lived in the tree outside Philip Roth's window for a month. He's smaller in person. Great. So now that you know a little bit about who we are and what makes us so qualified to speak with authority on books, you might be wondering why. Why make a podcast about print in a world where everything is increasingly digital? Well, the publishing industry might be struggling, but that doesn't mean that reading is any less important. Reading is an essential part of the human experience for many reasons. For example, reading allows us to look back into the past, see how people lived, and laugh at their dumb, dumb ways. (laughs) I mean, can you believe people rode horses? Like, all the time. (laughs) I mean, hello? Get a Vespa like me, stupid ancestors. Reading is also vital in developing our imaginations. It lets us envision fantastical worlds of the future or mystical lands of fantasy, stretching our minds to their furthest limits. Imagine an entirely different way of life, a world where people are transported from place to place, not by clunky metal Vespas, but by elegant, strong beasts on all fours with long, luxurious manes. Something we might call, I don't know, hordes. Can you imagine it? I can, definitely. And reading is also important because it builds our vocabulary. Instead of just being some dummy repeating the same five words over and over, you can speak eloquently with such useful and practical words like pustule and contagious, and oozing. Doesn't that make you feel intellectual already? Reading also helps you learn about the world. I mean, would you believe that before I started reading, I was under the impression that Fuzzy Wuzzy was a person? (laughs) I couldn't have been more wrong. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. (laughs) My God. I can't wait to finish reading and find out even more about him. And finally, reading is important because it teaches us how to express ourselves and our ideas, something that's sorely lacking in today's society. You know, when I think about society and how bad people are at expressing themselves, well, it makes me so darn ticked off, okay? So darn ticked off that I just want to stomp around. And and smush eggs with my hands. Wow. And I get madder than than, um, a a big mad man. Okay, twice as big as me and three times as mad. That's how mad I get. And my whole brain, the whole brain, it just goes red. And you know, and it's like, ah, Uh, And then there's like a, it feels like there's a train, like a train just inside of me. And the the train is teeming with angry little ants. That's how I feel about our inarticulate society. Thank you for that, Colin. Do you know what I mean? You're saying you get mad? 
yeah, but like like a big madman. Did you remember? Like he's like twice as big as me and three times as mad. Yeah. It's just like, just use your words yeah. and express yourself, you know? Yeah, I get it, buddy. So with that in mind, the real question isn't why do a podcast about books? It's why don't we have more episodes? And to that, we'd like to say, just you wait. We're going to have so many fucking episodes that the quality is bound to diminish. That's our promise. It simply has to. <laughs> There's no way we can keep this up. And with that in mind, we'd like to take the pressure off of us for a second and introduce you to the reader of today. He's a recent NYU dropout, and we know that means a recipe for success. Oh, yes, indeed. Dropping out of school and into our hearts, we have young novelist and self-proclaimed genius, Clint Dimples, for you. Enjoy. Uh, hello, my name is um, Clint Dimples, and um, this is a piece of short literature that I call The Story. There was once a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income. The girl was of a happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these, when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? he asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate. Though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income, the girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these, when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? he asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. <clears throat> there once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had invented the soda stream, were murdered eight months before while leaving a Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right, he asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There was once a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the window made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? he asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> I know how that is, said the grandfather, with the trouble sleeping. Is that why you sleep on the roof, the little girl asked. Yes, that's why. That's why I sleep on the roof. I see, she said. And no other reason, he yelled. 
Okay, cool, fine, said the girl. Will you tell me a story? Huh? Said the old man. A story. Oh, yeah, sure, right, story, yeah. Oh, I can do that. And so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal making a sick income. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only failing to melancholy on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, long, pointed, and yellow, like a beak, this nose, like a big fucking beak. Her grandfather, the man, he just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, he said, scratching at his big fucking beak nose. Maybe a story would help. Sure, Grandpapa, but what's happening to you? Whatever do you mean, he asked. Your nose, it's turned into a beak like that of a bird. And sure enough, it had the nose ossified into a large yellow beak. Squawk, said the grandfather. Squawk, squawk, as feathers, deep blue and red feathers, began to shoot out of his back. Squawk, he said. Squawk! Why, grandfather, the little girl cried, you're turning into a bird! A real fucking bird with a giant fucking beak! It's amazing! His feet now claws. He reached over and stood atop the girl's wrists. Then he flapped and flapped until he started to rise over the bed, clutching the small girl beneath him. His great wings swatting at the walls, he tilted his feathered crown forward and burst, beak first, out of the large attic window. The girl hung below him as they made their way up, higher and higher, until the house was but a speck below them. She looked up. Thank you, Grandpapa. Thank you. Thank you for transforming into a big fucking bird and taking flight. And then the old man let forth a mighty squawk, spread his wings wide, and the two soared off into the warm night air, floating and finally free. The end. What a lovely story, said the little girl. But I must ask, was the grandpa in that story, the one who turned into a bird, was he supposed to be you? Me? The old man replied. (laughs) Whatever you mean. I mean, said the little girl, that maybe it is you who wants to be a bird? I'm asking in part because I know you like to sleep on the roof. I told you about that already. I just do that because I like it. No other reason, he shouted. Well, sure, said the girl, but the way in which you, you know, chew my food up for me and our winter trips down south, it just all makes me think that maybe you want to be a bird for some reason, which, to be honest, is sort of a ridiculous notion given that you're a grown man. And so if you actually want to be a bird, well, I don't know, maybe you're just uh, crazy. Okay, story time is over, said the old man. I'm turning off the lights now. It's time for bed. He pulled the chain on the lamp and all was still. I know you have to use the ladder in my room to climb under the roof, Grandpa, said the little girl. So you can turn the lights back on and and get it if you want. Okay, I'll turn them on just because I want to turn them on. How about that, said the old man, fumbling for the chain. There we go. They're on. The lights are on. Oh, and look, it's the ladder I need to get on the roof. You know, I better go up there to check on some of the tiles and the roofing and other things. Not to sleep, just to, you know, check it out. I trust you won't mind turning the lights off once I'm up there, you know, just in case I take a while. No, Grandpapa, of course not. All right, he said, here I go, up the ladder to check on the tiles. Night, night, I'm almost to the top. Shutting the hatch behind him, the old man sat down on the roof, pulled his knees to his chest, then looked up to the sky and quietly sobbed. A pigeon landed on his shoulder, and the man gently scooped the bird in his palms and pulled it close. Not today, he whispered, snot running down his face. Maybe someday, but not today. The end. What a sad story, said the little girl. I feel sad for the man in that story who told that other story, the man who wanted to be a bird. Yes, the old man replied, but sometimes it is the sad stories that give us comfort, that remind us of how lucky we are to have what we have. Your parents left you with a great fortune, and uh, you should take solace in that. She nodded. 
Yes, but I still miss Mom and Pop, she paused. Grandpa, do you think they'll ever find who murdered my parents in front of that Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut? The grandfather thought for a moment. No, I'm almost certain they will not. He drew in a labored breath. I was very careful. The girl looked up at him. You are what? I said I was careful. He stood up over her bed. And what's more, I'm not like the old man in that story, pretending to be something he's not. It's time you know who I really am, little girl. I murdered your parents outside of that Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut. The girl pulled back towards the wall. You what? Why would you do that? Because I wanted that soda stream money. And with them gone, now only you stand in my way. In one quick motion, he removed the knife from his sleeve and plunged it into the little girl's chest. He pulled her close to his face and whispered, Let me hear you squawk before you fly away, little bird. Let me hear you squawk. Stop, 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 the little girl shouted. I don't like it when the stories turn scary. I'm sorry if I gave you a fright, said the old man, catching himself. I just thought a little adventure story might take your mind off things. Yes, but a story about a man who tells a story of some other man who lies and yet another story is a way of revealing that he's murdered a little girl's parents when I'm here sad about my parents? What are you thinking, you old kook? And what was all that bird stuff? You're right, you're right, the old man replied, standing up from bed. I guess I just got away from myself. He backed out of the room. Good night, it won't happen again. He opened the bedroom door and tumbled into the dark, empty vacuum of space. The house fell away from him and he slowly drifted, naked now to his boxer shorts, earth far off in the distance. A chorus of male voices, hundreds of them, came at him from every direction. You've done well, my good and favored son. Squawk, know that you are good and strong and that your cock is mighty and powerful. Squawk. And as he crossed into the black hole, his every atom splitting into more energy than powers our sun, his frozen form on the event horizon trapped for eternity was that of a man, arms spread wide and reaching for something greater the end. I don't get it, said the little girl. (laughs) Come to think of it, said the old man, me either. He gave her a kiss on the head. A nightingale landed on the windowsill. He pulled out an old Luger he'd stolen from a Nazi during the war, and then he shot the bird dead. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The end. All right. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Clint. Thank you. Clint Dimples, everyone. Yeah. Let him uh, give him a round of applause at home. Okay, we'll wait for that. Well, thank you, one. everyone. Yeah, oh, they're, they're, they're standing. They're Sorry. Yeah, they're standing. We got to okay. give him a second. We'll let it die out. Uh-oh, one guy coughed. And there thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Yeah. I just have one question right off the Anything. bat. Um what the fuck happened in that story? <laughs> yeah, and I'll okay. say that I did get it, but you explain And it. I yeah. also got it. Yeah. Okay, so um, the thing that inspired me was I actually once was um, reading a story aloud. I find it helps it. It makes it easier for me to understand what I read when I say the words out loud very slowly. Okay. And in that moment, I realized, oh, in a way, there's the story on the page and the, and the me who's telling the story, there's a protagonist there and also me reading the story. In a way, I am also a protagonist of another story. Where were you doing this? I was in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Uh, the acoustics there are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm in, a, I'm in what's called a half studio apartment okay. right now. So we got a protagonist. We got our setting. Yes. That's pretty good. And so that sort of inspired me of like, what if 
a story lived inside of a story, mm. lived inside of a story, lived inside of a story, lived inside of a story. It reminds me of that um, that little thing that we all know, the uh, Russian um, salad dressing, yes. where it's like, it's so, uh-huh. it's like right there. And there's, then, there's yes. stuff in it. There's stuff there's in there's it. Stuff in it. That's yeah. what I want to say. I couldn't agree say. more. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I think about as an author <laughs> is that, you know, there's story, mm-hmm. but stories are so boring sometimes. You don't most really of, know that something is literature until there's some sort of, you know, take on the story, some mm-hmm. sort of gimmick on the story. A twist. Yes. Sort of a, an uh, M. Night Shyamalan sort of, Thank sort you. of, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or He's the a big guy, inspiration for me. I could Absolutely. tell, yeah. I or could or tell. like the guy who made um, uh, Signs, you know, yes. just that sort of like world. Also, <laughs> I have another question now that we're talking about movies. Have you seen Inception? Oh, I love that movie. Another thing I got, I definitely got it. Oh, I definitely got it. Oh, same. So that's all three of us got it? Oh, I got it yeah. so bad. That's great. great. Yeah. I got I, it all the way. I have another question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Did oh, okay. you see um, Interstellar? Because I got that. I got that too. I saw the trailer and I loved it. And I got it. <laughs> I love that. So that's so now that's three of two, us. Two movies all three of us have gotten? Yep. Yes. Great. I have I'm a third one too. Did mm-hmm. you guys ever see Memento? Whoa. 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 But I got it right. Good, but I got it right away. Oh, I got it right away. I'm going to be honest. I like kind of like halfway through is like, I get it. I already yeah. get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, you know what I did? I watched it in reverse, and that made no sense. <laughs> now, Clint, I uh, I have one note. I don't know if you're open to notes. Always. I mean, I am a I'm a trained. You know, I I, I came through the NYU program. Oh, you're an NYU grad. I dr- I did drop out, but oh, I, okay. it, but I did study there for a time. Okay. okay. So very expensive. I that's what I hear. I, I have to be honest. I was under the impression it was a one-time fee and not a recurring payment. Mm. So at a certain point I was uh, what's known as a delinquent in my payment. <laughs> okay. And I didn't so much leave as was forced to leave. And you thought you thought the the application fee was the one-time fee, exactly. not even the exactly. not even like the first semester. Exactly. But at least they take care of all of your food and your housing and your transportation. Well, I certainly acted as if uh, they did and then at a certain oh, point I was informed I, that was something I needed to pay for. Now I have a question about NYU. Um New York University. What's the campus? What is the campus? Yeah. Here's the thing. The city is your campus. Uh, okay. And then the city the... is your campus. And the and and its That's many signs are your books. That's oh. interesting. And every person there, your teacher. And the rats are your roommates. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. And then uh what is the NYU mascot? The NYU mascot I think I... it's big building. Yeah, it's the NYU Sky, big buildings. The NYU skyscrapers. Well, no big buildings because oh. some big buildings, some buildings are very big, but they're not. They don't quite scrape the sky. No, some some and some buildings are wider than they are tall. That's so true, but they're still big, fat, still buildings. big, still big. Still big. I'm <laughs> thinking museums. Uh huh. Oh yes, wider oh. than they are tall. What about still- bridges? Bridges. Yes, <laughs> yes. Are those big buildings? The white, the White House, the White Home. Which is it? Well, it depends on if you live there or not. Good point. What makes a house a home? Love. <laughs> well, I love Coat my racks. half studio. And my what half makes studio it a half studio? Well, if you come in, you 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 know, studios are normally one room. I would say this is not quite. It's more of just an entrance and then an end. There is a door to the the building that's not mine. Okay. Um, but then I am in part of a room. Mm-hmm. Do, are there other people in the room, or it is just part of a? It's just like they didn't finish there the room. There are other people who have their own rooms. Technically, my room is, well, it's under the stairs. It's sort of a little spot under okay. the stairs. Okay. Harry Potter style. No, I haven't read that. I. But I'm sure if you did, you'd get it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I would definitely think I'd have gotten it, too. Here's uh, something I, I noticed. There was, there was a lot of talk 
uh, or a lot of imagery in your story. Thank you. Uh, birds. Uh, I did so, not pick up on you that. You didn't pick up on that? Well, here's my thing. Have you heard of a, there's, in in, certain, in literature, you know, sometimes there's the Christ figure. But mm-hmm. in a lot of art, I've noticed a lot of bird figures, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Free bird. Uh-huh. I'm like a bird. Uh-huh. I want to fly you, away. I want to fly away. What do you think is better, Christ figure or bird figure? I think a bird figure is certainly... Here's my problem with when we talk about the Christ figure. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that figure... And as figure, a NYU dropout, I'm really interested in, think, in hearing what you think about religion. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the thing about the Christ figure is it's so... I find it's so tied to church. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and it's just oh, like... Yeah, I guess, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. There's and that the, to me, yeah. it's like, oh, mm. like, oh, oh, are we still talking about, like, like church? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, now, wait, are you now saying... that I'm thinking, I don't really like the Christ figure as much anymore in all these books that I've read. It's Twin dimples. very controversial. Are you saying that you're not, like, wholeheartedly in on mass religion? No, I find that I'm sort of like, I think we have to break out of some of these boxes, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. think more, use your own brain. You know, and that's something that I, you know, I read a lot of um, Richard Dawson Um, and um, and it really was in reading him that I realized I have to have my own thoughts. And so he says that God isn't real. And so now I think God isn't real. Oh, yeah. So you're like this thought that he had is so good. Like, I'm going to have my own thought. Yeah. Just like it. You sort of incepted that idea into your head. Yes. Wow. This is so exciting because we have on and I'll I'll be frank. We have on a lot of old fuckers and it's so nice to get a young <laughs> stud in oh thank you and i gotta say you're very strong thank you. uh strapping and i just i want to know what got you into writing you know at, at such a young age was this your major in college well i i never got to the point where i could declare okay so how so far did you get i was about up well i'd sent in the application sure i ultimately did receive a letter that i um did not read but when i showed up was told it was a rejection okay okay so it's interesting. So in that period between not opening, it was like a Schrodinger's cat of like you both were mm-hmm. and were not an NYU student. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So there. So you're saying you dropped out, but they might say you were never let in. Well, hey, tune in, turn on, and drop out. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. My dad uh, said that. Yeah. Lot of I could name three very rich people who dropped out. Okay. Of let's do it. Do it. Uh, we got uh. Apple Man. Apple Man. Mm-hmm. Apple Man. Johnny Appleseed. Johnny, Johnny Appleseed. Appleseed. Uh, he famously <laughs> never went to school. He didn't have to. He was working out. with Apple. <laughs> Kanye West. Kanye okay. West. Famously. How do you know? He's got a, uh, an album called um, Yeezus. Late registration. <laughs> that really... I'm saying, if you register late, they're not going to let you go to class. No, they're and not. then you're going to have to be your own Yeezus, uh, because church is, what I'm just finding out today, not so good. Yeah, and also Yeezus is a Christ figure. Yeah, so. not a bird figure. No. Oh yeah, I think Kanye is a bear figure, right? He's, he's a bear. He uses figure? all the bear imagery on his um, albums, or at least he used to. Oh, hmm. wonder what he's up to these days. We only got to two. Oh yeah, but I think that was good. <laughs> there and is name a, one, one big writer. There's a, a Bill Fence. Yeah, who's the, who's Bill Fences? Fence? Bill Fences. Oh, did he do fences? He did fences. Play fences? And, oh, uh, I get one of this. Is. <laughs> I don't yet. <laughs> I think he invented computers. Oh, Bill name Fence? sounds Bill like Fence. fence. <laughs> and then there was I something about Steve Wazowski. Yeah, I gotta know. 
So uh, my and question in fact, is, I always got it. And it's Steve Wozniak. <laughs> my question is, when you were there walking around the campus, yes. were you writing? Were you taking in the city? Oh, I'm remember- always writing. Okay. I'm always writing. That's so interesting. Ideas are always coming to me. Yeah. I'm always writing, even when I'm not writing. Same. I'm writing. Yeah. Same. Same. I actually normally, mostly don't write. But well, I'm always writing. writing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Always writing. But not I, have really an write. I have an idea right now about a story. Oh, my God. That wow. surrounds... Okay, so imagine this. Right? I'll try. Imagine there's a podcast is being recorded. An interview is taking place okay. between three okay. people on a podcast. Well, I hope it's scripted. And yet afterwards, we find out that the audio of that podcast is actually in conversation with another person. That someone is talking to that podcast. And then we find out that that conversation, someone else is actually talking to that record of that conversation of the record of the other conversation. Wow. And, and it's is a story about that. And is anyone actually listening to and any of it? that's sort of the point of okay. it all. We can definitely relate to that as yeah. podcasters. Because often it turns out they aren't. And when they are, they'd rather you be talking about birds. Sure. That actually ties into my one note on your story. Uh-huh. I think it could be longer. <laughs> yeah. I think you could. Yeah. Like, you went pretty far. Yeah. But I think you could really push it. Yeah. Get 10 or 12 more layers in there. Because I was like, where would this go? I, I, that I do think is a sh- really, and I say this, this is an axiom I try to follow that I haven't really followed in this story, which is if you can think of a dip with more layers than your story, you haven't gone deep enough. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you've eaten a dip that has more layers than your story, the work's not over. Okay, so listeners, I agree, write that this down. This is a work in progress, yeah. I feel. Uh, this okay, is a draft. Yeah. And this is right now sort of a workshop. Mm. You know, and so I think the next version could have 10, could have 12. Well, that's great. Yeah. If this is a workshop, I mean, that could uh, lead into to what we. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of have something that we want to do with you. I just have to first say, you must have been so much fun in high school. Oh, just a I real a delight blast. to talk to. Oh, my God. I was an incredible time. Yeah. Well, that's I, great. I, I often was told, you know, I think because people enjoyed me talking so much. Mm-hmm. You know, in class and conversation, I was often told I had to do less of it because mm. I was dominating most conversations. Well, the, the teachers couldn't compete. And they were like, mm-hmm. li- and they probably pulled you aside and were like, listen, we love this just as much as the kids, but we got to teach them something or the parents are going to be furious. Yeah, right. With us, and so I get it. That'll help us out a little bit. That's what's happening right now with me and uh, Penguin Random House. I'm sending them so many submissions and they've said, please stop. Um, and I know that that means because you have sent so many that we can't read what you've sent because it's just like turn the page and there's another thousand also, pages. If, if Open they, another letter and it's full of a thousand and pages. And if they publish any of it, it's going to make all the other authors feel bad about that. That is so true that mm-hmm. they published. Well, uh, Clint Dimples, um, we know that you are a creative force. We know that you have all Thank these you. ideas. You're brimming with them. Let's do some fucking writing exercises. Okay. I okay. love that. Okay, great. So um, for listeners at home, sometimes it's, hmm, how can I put this? Sometimes you don't have an idea and you want to write your big I've idea. I've never been there before. No, clearly. And that means you're gifted. Um, and I'll admit there have been times where I haven't had an idea. Right now I am working on a novel about uh, a boat that just sort of finds itself. But How? Well, let's just say GPS? it takes a long. Is it GPS? <laughs> no. I don't want. No, no, don't. I don't want to. Don't. Don't ruin. Don't ruin it, don't ruin it for me. I don't want to spoil anything. But let's Does just it take say a cooking class. It has to go Follows to the northern very star bottom of the ocean before oh. it can come right back <gasps> up again. It's a submarine. And at that point, nope. A lot of people <laughs> die on this boat. 
Wow. And its name is the SSS Titanic. <laughs> wow, an extra S. <laughs> so, and do you know what that stands for, SSS? What? Ship so sweet. <laughs> Titanic. So, uh, so in coming up with that, I had a lot of bad ideas that I'm so glad I haven't devoted 12 years to. Yeah, to to get to that great idea. (laughs) To get to that one really great idea. And so sometimes when you're stuck, don't just stay stuck. No. Do some writing exercises. Do some writing exercises. Okay, do you go out and run a marathon tomorrow, Clint? I could. Okay, but I'm just for the listeners. Oh, no. No, you have to start with, say, I'm just going to run 10 feet. Today. Yeah. Or walk. Or just, walk backwards just a foot. Or just look as far as you can see. And that's Without, all you gotta yeah, do and today. Don't give up. Just keep looking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never give up. So we're gonna do some writing exercises to just so how fun easy yeah. it is if you just are trying just, to stimulate some just ideas. Just to get get your brain unstuck. You know, yeah. if you stepped on a glue trap, mm-hmm. you'd oh. take it off your foot. You'd get unstuck. And that's also a good excuse not to do that marathon if you haven't trained enough. So this first one in this exercise, we'll use three questions to stimulate creative thought. Um, And you want to answer these questions as quickly as you can with whatever ideas pop into your mind. So write as much or as little, but we're just going to try and let it go. So we'll go around the table and we'll answer these. So I'll say all three and then we'll answer them. And these are stolen from the web. Should we do one at a time or should we do all three? I don't know. Just, I haven't looked at these. Okay. And I'm worried if I'm going quick, it's gonna. I'm going to have trouble sitting on my hands through all three questions. Okay. Speed is the key. So, Clint, why don't we start with you? Okay. <clears throat> First question, who just snuck out the back window? Who do you think did? Great. I love how you kind of avoided the question. Second part, what were they carrying? They were carrying our hopes and our dreams. And where were they going? Actually, back in the house to escape again. <laughs> Great. So this is... They're a thrill seeker. They're not escaping because they need... It's the thrill of it. I love that. So there's this whole story you could craft with, okay, uh, who do you think was sneaking out the back window? Well, they were carrying your hopes and dreams, and they were coming back in the house from where they started. I find you got to disorient the reader. Yeah. If someone's asking, who's that sneaking around? Why you care, you pervert? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, fuck you, asshole. My why, why are you so you, stay in your lane? You often have very aggressive narrators in your uh-huh. stories. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, it, it, sometimes too, and this is just a tip for anybody listening at home who calls himself a writer or wants to call himself a writer. The more confusing something is, the deeper it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if people don't get it, that means they're dumb. And and honestly, I find that that sort of attack at my readers, it's tone. <laughs> it's tone. That's tone. When I, when that's I have how, a story that starts, I have a story that starts, one ice cream, please, she said, since you have to know. <laughs> since apparently you have to know. You, yeah, you gotta, uh, yeah. Like, I like to, I like to sprinkle in when I have a narrator character, uh, just sprinkling, you nosy fucker. Every yeah. time I say something yeah, happens. My third novel yeah. started with, with a chapter one, I guess. We're going to have to do this thing. I have a story one. It's, it's, it's a, a good 40 pages uh-huh. that describes a very graphic and intimate sex scene. And then turns into a diatribe where the, the reader realizes they're in the room watching. Mm-hmm. And it sort of says, and why why have you been watching all this time? Get out of here. Get out of here. Go Cl- live your own life. Close, close the door. Close the door. What the hell they you notice t- you watching. They're like, did you see the whole thing? What? Yeah. Did, did you, you even from? see? Exactly. And also, there was that time when we were fucking and we knocked over the lamp. You could have helped. You could have picked it up. You've read it. You've, You've read just, the story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I found your um, life you're the, you're the pervert. In that sense, yeah, I was the pervert. And it made me deeply uncomfortable because my stance on sex is, nuh-uh. <laughs> so, 
Colin, you're next. Okay, great. Who just snuck out the back window? <laughs> we're doing the same one? Yeah, we're all going to do it. we got to <laughs> okay. stretch this out. <laughs> okay. Don't you dare steal mine. <laughs> Who just snuck out the back window? It was Kyle. <laughs> what were they carrying? Gary. And where were they going? Grave. Okay. Okay. So this, I could see, a, this could be a series of novels. Kyle sneaking out the back window with Gary going to a grave. Gary is, is I wonder if Gary's dead. Yeah. I th- Gary's, he's taking Gary's his dead, dead friend to the grave. <laughs> or Gary fell asleep and Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's going to prank It's sort prank of like, him. you know, that Hemingway really short, like baby shoes, Really dirty. Yes, Why it goes, buy them? Yeah, it goes, <laughs> Used baby shoes. What are you doing buying them, you pervert? That one? For sale baby shoes. Actually, just take them. Yeah. For sale baby shoes. Very dirty. <laughs> well, this, this story could be one of those, I yeah. think. Yeah, that's the whole... You know, Back dead window. friend. Why you carry him? Why? <laughs> End. Go home. To dead the friend, go to grave. Yeah. Dead friend must go to grave. So it's never, my turn never now? worn. Okay. <laughs> Dead friend, never, never worn. worn. <laughs> bye. bye, 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 bye. I wish more books ended with a, a sincere goodbye. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, mine has the end in it five times. <laughs> I want the audience to know when things are done, and then wonder if they were. I'll say the first time you said the end, I left the room and went to the bathroom. <laughs> And you were very confused when you came back because you didn't realize it kept going. I thought I was time looping. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Michael, now it's uh, it's your turn. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Who just snuck out the back window? The Christ figure. <laughs> what were they carrying? All of the sins of humanity. <laughs> Where are they going? Back to heaven to be with their dad, who is mad because we killed him. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Okay, did anybody else feel that? Yeah, that was very powerful. Yeah, I feel like I sort of also, tapped into something older than myself. Also made me very mad because it now that I know the Christ figure relates to religion, yeah. I've kind of felt like you were trying to like tell me what to do. Well, I'll just say what that. I just uh, wonder, was that the choice you wanted to make or the choice that society sort of mm, told you you needed to mm, make? Yeah. To make Ooh. it be Jesus the white Christ sneaking out a window. You know, with I didn't. Our white sins. I didn't say you that. You said but that. It, it was. You're right. That was implied. And in yeah. my head, that's what I was picturing. Yeah. I mean, he did say it. We'll cut it out so you don't have to like you know we'll suffer the shame. Yeah. yeah. But he did but say you did that. Say yeah. <sighs> I got a lot of learning to do. Or I publish that. Start a religion. I call it New Way. <laughs> so uh, we've got like another W-H-E-Y? example. H E Y. W-E-I-G-H. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and it's going to be weight loss based. Hey, Alex, did I spell way right? Thank you. So are you ready for the next series of three questions? I am so ready. Who is Ethan? You know him. He's your old pal. (laughs) Why is he crying? Oh, no, he got so much sand in his eyes. And what is he going to do about it? He's going to go right to the beach. (laughs) Wow. See, that's bold because you have to challenge your characters. When you're writing a novel, nobody wants, "Uh uh-oh, Martha has late taxes. Guess she'll pay them. End of book. Martha has late taxes, so she goes on the run. Uh, As a writer, you constantly have to be putting roadblocks mm -hmm. in the way of your character. Mm -hmm. Give them challenges. So if he's got sand in his eyes. You send them back to the beach. And creating stakes. Mm. This isn't just some person you just met. This is you. Ethan. You know him. He's your old pal. So you care about him. You didn't, you're like, why are you going back to the beach? You're sand, your eyes are already full of sand. I, don't, I can't lose another friend this way. Yeah. 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 Okay, Colin, ready? Great, yeah. Who is Ethan? Actually, Bill. 
Why is he crying? He's uh, <laughs> he uh, wishes he was Ethan. Okay, and um, what is he going to do about it? Steal Ethan's identity. Whoa. Wow. Did we just write a Mission Impossible? Yeah, did we just write a Born Impossible? Yeah, did we just write <laughs> the talented Mr. Ripley? Impossible? So Impossible? Ethan is actually Impossible. Bill. What I love about Ethan being Bill is that you immediately negated the premise. <laughs> and you just pulled the rug out from under that. And I was like, uh-oh, as a reader, I don't feel safe. Well, this is the thing. is like, like uh, for new writers, so okay. all the new not writers. Us. Li- not us. Not us. All the new writers out there. There's rules for a reason, you know, uh, these rules of writing, follow them until you get good enough like us where you can break the rules. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's kind of what I did there. That was so, so cool and so smart. I guess I should go. Yeah. All right. You ready? Um, give me one second. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Who is Ethan? My dad who hates me. <laughs> Why is he crying? All the things I've done. <laughs> What is he going to do about it? You don't want to know. <laughs> wow. Cliffhanger. I would keep reading. I'm yeah. at the edge of my dang seat. Well, if you want to hear more, just read my diary. Because let me tell you, there are pages and pages. It's just... Do you, like, you're do, in, you need, do you need a minute? No. it's. We're just having fun and coming up with ideas. Hey, sorry. I have a question. Why are you crying? <sighs> it's like you want... um. You want to make him happy. He tells you that you got to go out and make something of yourself so you don't take on the family business of being a burglar. And you have to go do your own thing. And then you say, hey, Dad, I've got a podcast. Over 18 episodes released. He doesn't even listen. He hits you with a big rock. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Um, there's another question, but it's pretty much the same as the last two, so... Well, I have a question. Could I ask some questions of you guys? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Okay, this is kind of weird. I just feel like, because some of your questions, again, if I could give a note, were sort of conventional. And I want to offer questions I feel like could really put you into a brainstorming place. Very cool. Maybe I'll even go back and forth between the two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, Colin. Yes. Where it go? (laughs) Uh, uh, Over to there. Good. Michael. Is sky sky? Sky is only what's not there when you're looking. Good, Colin. If you could, why wouldn't? Uh, don't feel like it. Don't make me. Okay, Michael. Don't you say book. Magazine. See? What? Now, did, how did that feel? I The creative juices are like flowing. Yeah. I am firing on all cylinders I haven't right been now. this excited since I first found out about Andy Warhol. Uh-huh. I have not been this excited since I saw those soup cans, and I thought, whoa, okay, art can be anything. I, I actually need to, like, just, like, while I'm, ha- I just need to yeah. take a second and just, like, start writing some stuff down. Like, I just. Do it. I need to- Write stuff down. While you're doing that, Clint Dimples, have you, um, have you seen the movie Waking Life? Hmm. No. Richard Linklater, you would love it. It's just a bunch of people. It's like kind of animated. They're walking around having these conversations. It doesn't go anywhere or builds. You would love I it. I love it. Yeah. I love it already. And also, I get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think clearly you do by saying you'd like it. So, Colin, yeah. what did you... I uh, wrote something. Do you want to read it? Okay. Do I need to know anything? Or? No, no, no. Just... Okay. Where should we go to eat after? I guess it wasn't as much of a book idea as I thought it was. But still, but it, it, like, it felt like I needed to get it out. Yeah. yeah. It scribbled furiously. Yeah. Your penmanship is terrible. But <laughs> yeah, I guess that's I the mean, creative yeah, artistic yeah. way. Yeah, I was shaking. I was so excited. I was, like, shaking trying to write it. Um. So 
there are a few more quick uh, Alex how much time do we have okay so great so nothing matters he doesn't know okay I'm gonna go I love through that answer. this one we'll end on especially this especially from a producer we'll end on uh we'll end on this one and but before I'm gonna read some things so um this is called the hammer and the hatchet a stranger walks into the general store and buys a hammer a hatchet some rope and an apple what does he do with them Colin do you want to go first I can read it again. Yeah, too. please read it yeah, again. It's okay. I just, you know, everybody's sort of busy with their own things. This is called The Hammer and the Hatchet. A stranger walks into the general store and buys a hammer, a hatchet, some rope, and an apple. What does he do with them? I know what I I know what I'd write about. I know what I'd write about. Okay, Clint. Oh, okay. Do you want to go first, Colin? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh eat, chop, strangle. Mm. And what what does he do with the hammer? Smash big toe by wow. accident. Wow. Okay. And that's in the epilogue. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mo- yeah. Most of my book is just, it's just that setup. Yeah. And then the epilogue is the main part. The, the yeah. toe smashing stuff mm-hmm. really goes off. Clint, dimples? I think he makes a four-layer dip with them. And mm. I think because the reality is the person who gave him the things doesn't know the right words for things. Yeah. And only in receiving them does he look at them and go, wait, hammer, hatchet, apple, rope? <laughs> no, this is beans and corn and cheese and apple you got right, actually. <laughs> that's, that's what's called an unreliable narrator. That's beautiful. Do you want to know what my guy does? Yeah. Well, he sells them all to buy a comb for his wife. <laughs> oh. But his wife sold her hair to buy... Um, a hammer um, and a hatchet and yeah, an apple and yeah, a rope for yeah, him. Yeah. Or like stuff that they could do stuff with. Whatever's the cleverest. I have a lot of stories that end that way. <laughs> Whatever's you fill the cleverest. In the blank. Says whatever's the cleverest. You decide. And then uh try to read uh this last question. Yeah. Okay. Uh Clint, write a letter to your younger self. Okay, I will. And then once you have it, you can Okay. Or you can just live read it, you know. Yeah, live read it. Um I'll just do, I'll go from the dome okay. right now. Okay. Um, dear Jason, Clint is my pen name. Dear Jason, always trust yourself. Never listen to any of these naysayers, the ones who want to deny you entrance to their institutions or fail you from their classes or tell you you have to report to a parole officer on certain days of certain months. Trust yourself and your instincts and know that you are right. Wow. Wow. Sincerely? Right. Sincerely? Wow. <laughs> your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think I, that there's yeah. something that our country's youth needs. And it's that you're always right no matter what. And anyone who tries to help you, give you advice, uh-huh. tell you something you don't want to hear, they are trying to steal your glow. Mm-hmm. And you can't let anybody Mm-mm. block your shine. Michael, do you have a letter yes. you'd write to your younger self? Oh, okay. Ready? Yep. <clears throat> Hello, old friend. <laughs> it's me, old Michael. But not that old. I'm still pretty young. And guess what? At the age of 29, I'm stronger than ever. I've finished growing, and I'm 6.5 feet tall. All my muscles came in just where you'd like them to. And my hair, yep, it's as full as ever. 
Not a single bit of balding that was happening back in high school that you were worried about actually went on to be balding. Nope. By persevering and staying positive like you knew was important throughout all of high school and college, you kept your hair. Okay, okay, okay. What else? Um, Don't worry so much about stuff like money. You'll get hit by a big truck and that will take care of all the money for you. And guess what? Your parents, they love you. Even if they don't always show it. And also, it's what? Now, 2008 when you're reading this? So what I'm going to need you to do is you got to do the um, next Star Wars movie. (laughs) The new Force or whatever it is. Force Awakens. If you can do that, I'm telling you it's a hit. Everybody loves it. So that's my advice to you, a person who's, you know, 10, 12 years back in time. I'm not a good math one, but um, you get it. Um, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. And what else? What else? What else? Um, I was done. Okay, great. Okay. Do you want to hear? Sincerely? Me. <laughs> you. Me. Michael. Wolf. Michael John Wolf. <sighs> your best friend and your first lover. <laughs> okay, see you tomorrow. <sighs> okay, I'm done. Thanks. Wow. Uh, do you want to do you want to hear my letter to my younger self? Yes. Hello, young Colin. Where should we go to eat after? Wow, after oh, what? That's really good. I'm really hoping we can link up. It's been it's been tough trying to schedule stuff yeah. with my younger self, but I, I'm really hoping to share a meal, talk I about feel some like stuff. Whenever I try and contact my younger self, by the time they get back to me, the date that I suggested we meet is already gone by. Yeah, that's been my that's been my problem too. Yeah, yeah. And what's annoying is I have so many emails from my older self to respond to that I've just left unread. Yeah, it's hard. Um, Clint, do you have as a young prolific writer with no publishing works to your name, uh, no prospects, and you got kicked out of a school you weren't allowed into? I agree with everything. Do you, you said. have any advice for aspiring writers? I do. Never give up, and even when you do, say you haven't. Wow, that's well, amazing, Clint. Thank you Words so much to for live joining by, yeah. us. Thank you. Um, we'll see you in Washington Square Park where we met I, you. Yes, of course. Um, uh, can anyone give me a ride? No. no. Uh, and you do have to leave now. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.